Matthew Stafford. Is that good? Is that what we were going for? Kind of beautiful, to be honest with you. That was really, that was very soothing. That was very yeah. pretty. That was very I got, pretty. I got pipes. There's, there's you, really you put this. You put this out into the world. You uh-huh. said that when Stafford says the Travis and Sliwa show, yeah. that when he says the Sliwa part, it's a lot. It's more dry. There's less enthusiasm. I agree. And I li- I got a chance to listen to it twice there in that open, and both times it didn't sound that different. But now yeah. mentally, I'm thinking in my head, maybe there is something. Maybe Stafford. <laughs> loves and appreciates what you bring to the table around Rams football, and he maybe doesn't like that I went at him for 13 consecutive weeks because (laughs) I thought he wasn't playing that well. Um, And now I'm back on the bandwagon like nothing happened after what he did yesterday. I think maybe there is something to that. Maybe he recorded (laughs) it right after the game. (laughs) Well, first of all, he did not play poorly for 13 consecutive weeks. He played poorly for three consecutive weeks. The first, the, the weeks, the first ten were pretty damn. No, good. he was MVP chat. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was. But last night was a totally, totally yeah. different level. That mm-hmm. that was the best we've seen him play as a member of the Rams, and just the Rams just across the board were fantastic. It, you know, you heard Chris say it there in the open. It, it is a pretty good day for me because here's what's happened. Got to do the Rams last night, and they were fantastic. A super fun game to watch. A super yep. fun game to talk about afterwards. Uh, the two-hour our post-game show, of course, live post-game show, just flew by. We had a million things to get into, uh, and I woke up this morning. My knee didn't hurt. That's a good thing. Doctor, not Clapper bad. Just it's not bad right a, there. A hall pass that my weight has nothing to do with my bad knee. So it's very, very exciting. It's a good day to be Travis Al. I'm just, I'm just letting you know. Are you a are you a fan of the weather? Like, do you like the weather like this? I do. Some people I, hate it. Some people love it. What, where where do you stand on this? I love Southern California bad weather. And and what I mean uh, by that is on, yep. on the the thirty days a year total. I mean, it's probably not even thirty. It's probably fifteen. The fifteen days a year where the weather here is kind of crummy. Mm-hmm. I love them because I know that it's going to last for a couple of days tops. And, and then it's right We're back, back to normal. Perfect. Then it's 84 <laughs> on Thursday. Exactly. So yeah. that's why, like, today, I'm into it. I got a hoodie on. I've got warm slippers on my feet. Like, I'm digging it because I know I can wear flip-flops and board shorts in two days. So it's it's all good. Okay, so you mentioned something. What, what's the latest now? It look like, looks like there's more protocols here for the Rams. Yeah. So we knew yesterday, right before the game, that mm-hmm. five Rams players got placed into Rams uh, COVID protocols. Rob Havenstein, Jalen Ramsey, Tyler Higby, Dante Dion, and Daryl Henderson. All mm-hmm. five of them went in. Rams very shorthanded. They go in to win the game anyway. That That's very good news. But – Adam Schefter uh, just reported a few minutes ago that the Rams have closed their training facilities and enter into what is called intensive COVID protocols. Hmm. Uh, The intensive COVID protocol includes virtual-only meetings, limited outdoor gatherings, increased physical distancing, mask wearing at all times, including for players during practice, and eliminating group meals. There's also a report from Josina Anderson that Odell Beckham Jr. has now tested positive, so it doesn't see it. It's, it's accelerating now. They, 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 it's bad of news as it was yesterday that five guys went down, and it seems like it's not getting better even the day after. And let's keep it, you know, right here in Los Angeles. A little bit earlier today, you and I had made mention right before our show started. Lakers were supposed to have practice today at the Lakers facility. They canceled practice. Uh, Talon Horn Tucker is out for tomorrow against the Ma- uh, Dallas Mavericks. Lakers are traveling to Dallas today. They might be in flight right now. Um, he's in health and safety protocol. So, I think it's, you know, this kind of starting to take me back a little bit. I think it's starting to 
you're starting to look at some of these games, and would you be surprised or shocked? We're seeing it in other markets. Lakers play the Bulls on Sunday. Chicago this week, already two games are going to be postponed. Trav, we might be heading towards something that kind of takes us back to the beginning of when, you know, it was first announced of COVID-19 and then you had this work stoppage from all the sports. But when they came back, there was always like kind of question marks. Are they going to have a game? Are they not going to have a game? This player tested positive. Doesn't it kind of feel like we're heading towards that direction? It's weird. I I, I don't even want to speculate because I just simply don't know. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, and I'm not being obtuse. I just I don't know how this stuff works. I don't know what the protocols are to try to stop it or prevent it or you can – postpone a game or cancel a game or just kind of shut it down I, I just don't know but you're right we see what's happened with the bulls we saw what happened with the rams the browns had a bunch of guys enter a covid protocol today uh the calgary flames in the nhl they had three games they're just we're gonna postpone those we're not mm. even gonna play because the team had such a significant outbreak i i don't know but it does seem odd that all of a sudden all of these things happen and and here here's what i think is interesting we just talked about the um the intense protocols, which is virtual only meetings, out, limited outdoor gatherings, mask wear, all, all, et cetera, et cetera. You wonder if the teams, especially the teams that um, are, are in championship contention, if they sure. don't just go back into that kind of lockdown, well, not because of a state mandate or a, a national mandate or county mandate or anything, but just, hmm. hey, listen, we're not going to dinner. We're not having friends over. We're going to go back to living like we did before because we can't afford for the first playoff game of the season – all of a sudden, Matthew your quarterback Matthew could be Stafford out. You're sure, positive, sure. And we had two hours notice and we just don't know. So I wouldn't be surprised if you start to see some teams just really start to buckle down on their own. That's a good point because uh, you're right. It could be the difference. You know, the NBA, um, it's it's different because you're not going to start the playoffs until April uh, if you do have some postponed games or you're missing a few players, like we mentioned, the Chicago Bulls, the Nets today protocol list grows to five as four were ruled out. I think LaMarcus Aldridge was on that list. The NFL, you're a few weeks away from the regular season ending. Um, in January, where the NBA has already said that they expect COVID uptick in into January, that's when you'll be in the postseason for the NFL. That could potentially determine your season based upon if one of your key guys are out or a key defensive player or your quarterback or whatever the case is. So, yeah, let's see how they handle it. But talk about kind of juggling things that has nothing to do with what happens on the field. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Um, Let's talk about what did happen last night. It kind of goes together with what we were talking about a minute ago. Um, The Rams got just brutal news right before the game. Five Mm -hmm. different guys on the COVID list. All of them impact players. I mean, Tyler Higby, you're starting tight end. Rob Havenstein, you're starting right tackle. Jalen Ramsey's not only your starting corner, he's the best corner in the entire league. He's unavailable. Yep. Uh, Daryl Henderson, your running back, who been your starter most of the year, does feel like maybe he's number two all of a sudden with Sody Michelle playing as well as he has. But those five guys, Brian Allen, their starting center, does not play. They have a backup. So you have just backups all over the place in a game you had to win on Monday Night Football and they went out there and they put together their best game. I couldn't have been more impressed with every single one of their guys. And not just Stafford, but Cup was great. Odell Beckham Jr. was great. Aaron Donald was great. Darius Williams, who they were going at nonstop last night, he was great. They just the Rams put up a masterpiece performance when they absolutely had to have it. That's why today, uh, tough to go with today's stat hero of the day because we could have named off five, six, seven different players. Aaron Donald, let's talk about his three sacks. 
obviously last night, um, recorded his sixth career season-reaching 10 sacks, which is the second most by a primary interior lineman since individual sacks became official in 1982. So I, I, I mentioned Aaron Donald, but obviously it could have went to a number of different players. Stat Hero, the exclusive Daily Fantasy app partner of the Travis and Sliwa Show. Stat Hero is the first ever Daily Fantasy sportsbook that gives a player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash 710ESPN for a 100% deposit match. Um, I want to play off something that you said, Trav. So yep. that, that's that's what I thought was the biggest part of yesterday. Um, they were desperate. You know, yes. you, you're desperate to not just get a win so your record doesn't fall to 8-5 and five and, the, and the 49ers are just a game behind you. Not just desperate because um, you, you had played three teams before that game against Jacksonville. You lost all three of those that you thought were going to be real tests. I thought desperate to just prove to themselves, hey, no, yes. we are one of the elite teams yes. in the NFL. Yes, we can hang. We can go on the road on a nationally televised game and we can handle business. No, that week three win against Tampa was not a fluke. You know, I, I thought it was important for them to prove to themselves. And you could not highlight one person last night. If you're going to talk about five, six, seven, eight different guys, they all kind of rose to the occasion. And in a desperation situation, you either fall flat on your face or everybody elevates their game. They all elevated their game. Okay, I, I want you to answer this question for me as fairly and objectively as you can because obviously I'm in the bag and I'm a fan and I'm maybe seeing You're still objective. Correctly. You could still – go ahead. Give me one reason Cooper Cup is not the best wide receiver in football. Because here, here are some – last night he had another touchdown, just an unbelievable catch, an unbelievable throw from Matthew yep. Stafford. He had over 10 catches. He had over 100 yards. He got in the end zone again. Because what, what metric do you like for your wide receivers? Do you like catches? Okay, Cooper Cup has 113. That's the most in the league. Do you like yards? He's got 1,489 yards receiving. Jeez. That's the most in the league. Do you like touchdowns? Okay, he's got 12 touchdowns. Guess what, Al? That's the most in the league. Okay, so slice it however you want. Yeah. He's better at all of these than everyone else. And I'm not saying Devontae Adams isn't awesome. He is. I'm not saying that a guy like DeAndre Hopkins last sure. night isn't awesome because he is. But why do we just kind of – oh, you know who else is pretty good? Cooper Cup. Why is he not the best wide receiver in football? His numbers are the best. He makes – he gets double teamed. There are guy. everybody in the stadium knows that he's getting the ball on third down, and he just picks up first downs and touchdowns and yards. Why is he not the best in the league? So I don't have an argument against it. I mean, if it comes down to numbers, that's what you look at. Those are the key stats for wide receivers. Um, the, the question I would ask, do you think he cares? Like, do you think he cares whether – People are going out of their way to have that conversation. Only reason why I bring that up, I don't know if he does. Like, does, does he? He's just one of those guys that seems like I'm going to get results. At the end of the day, him and Matt Stafford talked after the game yesterday, and it was very much like, "Hey, we're just doing our job. I got to go out there." Stafford had 38 compliments for him, as he should. Mm-hmm. Um, I get what you're saying. He should get more respect. There should be more conversation for it. I don't know if he cares, and part of me kind of likes that he just rolls up his sleeves and says, "I, I don't know, I can't, that. I can't, I can't control that." He can't control I, it. He can't control it. You're right about that. But who doesn't like to be told they're fantastic at their job? But I, he is fantastic whole, at his job. The whole little gutty little blue collar. I don't, I don't need the accolades. I just want to go out there. And but he is. Form. But nobody, but I, nobody thinks he's not fantastic I, at his I, job. But I, if I'm him. And I'm beating everybody in everything. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that he's going to be pounding on his chest and ripping his helmet. That's not his deal. I get that. I'm with you on that. But if I'm the very best at what I do and I never get mentioned as the very best at what I do, it doesn't bother me. 
your argument is your argument is fair that why he's not a part of that conversation, and I completely understand it. But I think a lot of people are sitting back. They have to be. I mean, we do this. How funny is that? Every time we do stat here, I'm like, what, who'd you pick? You're like, Cooper Cup. I pick him Cooper every Cup. week. Cooper Cup. Like every, you, you say that every single time. There's obviously a reason for it. But uh, it's listen, it's it's a fair argument. I, I know you had mentioned you were reaching out to Keyshawn to try to get an answer. When you get that answer, tell us. Because I, I'd be curious what other people would think. Yeah, he was talking about that Sean McVay because the, he gets – Maybe I don't want neutralized is the wrong word, but because McVay is such an innovative mind, because of the concepts that they run, because of you know the, the offense that they're in, that maybe the numbers are a little inflated. But okay, so what? You, I mean, you're telling me that Devontae Adams has Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball. You know what I mean? Devontae Adams has Matt Lafleur as his offense. It just it just seems to me that we kind of skip over him when we're talking about the best at the position, and there's no reason. I get maybe because there isn't that catch where he's 10 feet in the air and sure. he catches it with two sure. fingers. Okay, mm-hmm. is he going to give you five of those a season? Maybe it's not the no. sexiest or whatever the case is, right? You know who's a baller? Can I, I okay, so I just I'm going to get off my my Cooper Cup soapbox yep. and I'm going to I'm going to give you it's maybe not a mea culpa because I wasn't quite sure but I I had no idea. Dude, Odell Beckham is a baller. Mm-hmm. He is so good, and it's. Can one you of imagine years- if they didn't bring him in? Oh, they and, and, and it, listen, it just happened, right? Like the, the idea was he wasn't going to be, he wasn't going to have the role that he has today. But can you just imagine if that didn't happen, how thin they would be at at, at that position, right? And look at how quickly he's gotten up to speed. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have him isolated in some spots. He's been fantastic. He has been a great teammate just right on down the line, and you're right. And this, I, I said it myself. He hasn't been a good player in this league for five years, which is true, but it does seem like there are a lot of extenuating circumstances, not just so much that he wasn't a good player. Now that they got the quarterback and the coach, OBJ is OBJ again. I, I was going to say, too, you know, sometimes predicaments like this kind of a resurgence in his career. Now people will look at him a little bit differently. So he's kind of he's rewriting his own script as well. Okay, so the Rams were fantastic last night, but there were two uh-oh moments in that game that have me worried about what's coming up next. That's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. Travis and Slee, it's kind of what I'm hearing. I don't know about you. No, I kind of heard it too. (laughs) Travis Lee's brought to you by Goodyear with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear, more hell, Stafford. <laughs> well, he heard what you were What's saying. What's going on here, bro? Well, I was Matthew Stafford. I love you. You're like, eh. Remember last week when I'm like, hey, listen. How about if it was Goff? Goff would be like, Travis and Salih. <laughs> Somebody sent me a tweet yesterday. Hey, if, if Matthew Stafford doesn't win tonight, you owe Jared Goff an apology. I'm okay, you. first he of all, heard. nobody nobody sent a tweet, and that was the yeah. tone of their voice. That's okay? exactly what it was. No, I, I can read between the lines. That's exactly what it's very Okay, aggressive. say it again. I want to hear it again. 
Hey, if Matthew Stafford doesn't beat the Cardinals tonight, you owe Jared Goff an apology because he took him to the NFC Championship. And I, I wrote back. I said, uh-huh. Jared Goff is 1-11-1 and has won exactly one game in his career where Sean McVay was not the head coach. Okay? I don't I don't understand why the comparisons keep continuing to come bring up, it up between Goff. I, I don't understand it. First of all, both of them, Goff is playing for the one of the worst – franchises in the history of sports okay and they got worse with him and Stafford was there for X amount of years and they also didn't have success or any of that but a lot of that you know know, wait 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 you know we were just talking about Odell Beckham yeah just use that as an example a lot of times you, you need to get in the right predicament you need to get in the right situation I'll throw another example here maybe this Andrew Wiggins has been bounced around at different places all of a sudden he's got a great spot in Golden State and He's meaningful, and they know how to use him. A lot of the pot is a lot of the a lot of it has to do with their predicament. And I'm not comparing Stafford and Golf, but isn't it kind of crazy how much these two get compared? It's like it's well, over. It's anytime, it, nobody's anytime questioning. You get, anytime you get traded for somebody straight up, especially if it's the same position, it's like look Ryan Leaf and Peyton Manning still get talked about together. There have never been two guys that have gone in two opposite directions yeah, more than yeah. those guys. But you're just linked forever. You know, it's funny you, you talk about when Stafford was in. Detroit and now it's love when you read the tweets with that tone by the way love that that's amazing just give me any tweet I know exactly what voice it was sent with um that Matthew Stafford took the Lions to the playoffs three times might be more impressive than Tom Brady's seven Super Bowl victories (laughs) just getting the Detroit Lions into the playoffs is a miracle it really is it's like taking the the Kings to the, you know, Western Conference Finals or something. Like, you're trying to think of, like, <laughs> exactly. the accomplishment. What does it mean? Yeah, that that's about what it is. All right, so we talked a lot about Stafford and Cup and Donald yeah. and OBJ. They were, they were fantastic last night. You ready? Even if the Rams play the way they did last night and they yep. get Pro Bowl performances from just about everybody on the – and mm-hmm. everybody played well last night. Their kicker, Matt Gay, he had some big field goals. He, fantastic. He's yep. been really, really good. Here's the rub. And you texted me in the moment when they botched that onside kick at the end mm-hmm. of the, uh, the fourth quarter. And Arizona, they still they still weren't going to win the game, but at least gave them a little bit of a heartbeat. To never know. Yeah, you never know. You what never can know. Exactly mm-hmm. right. The Rams special teams this season, let me be very clear, Matt Gay aside, he's been terrific, but their punt coverage, terrible. Their punt return, terrible. Their kickoff coverage, terrible. Their kickoff return, terrible. Johnny Hecker, really, really bad, and especially for Johnny Hecker. And then you saw it last night. We saw the Detroit Lions run three fakes on him, and all three of them were successful along the way. Their special teams stink. And when you get into playoff games. Oh, it could be the difference of the game. Could be the difference of the game. No question about it. Yep. Yeah, Trav, just to kind of add what you just said, of course that could be the difference of the game. And, you know, when I I texted it to you, it's more (laughs) – uh, a play like that, it's one thing when maybe you just don't see it coming or it's in the second quarter. It's like they wouldn't do that right here. You know it's coming. Like, you know yeah. there's no you're set up for it. But it's not just that one play isolated. It's a number of plays that have happened throughout the year. You're right about that. You don't clean that. It's those small things. You know who's not going to do that? The Patriots are not going to do that. Yeah. Uh, there's a good chance the Packers won't have uh, situations like that, even though they had one against the Bears and they got lucky that it got yeah. called back. I think the dude went out of bounds. But, like, those little plays good teams always execute. 
they always get it done. That's not the difference between a win or a loss. It's actually the difference between a win or a loss if the opposing team is doing it. So I'm with you on that. That's 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 a fair point, and uh, that'd be an area that, you know, obviously if they don't clean up, you make mistakes like that in a postseason game, you're on the road in Green Bay, you're going to lose a game. You'll yeah, lose a game. No. For mistakes like that and penalties, those are the things that, that mm-hmm. cause you. Speaking of which, explain this to me. Mm-hmm. Nobody has the rules set up more in their favor than an NFL quarterback, right? You could barely breathe on these guys without it being a penalty. Yep. If, you, if you touch him on the shoulder and he falls over, yep. that's 15 Unless, yards. unless, unless you grab a guy's face mask <laughs> on national television Try with 39 different camera angles, okay? All right. And you twist him just enough on a critical play that all the referees look at each other and say, didn't see a thing right there. I didn't see a thing right there. Was that okay. was that where you were going? I, that's exactly where I was going. I, I, okay, <laughs> very quickly, let me. In the end, there are seven officials, I believe, right? And you are assigned. You watch these three guys. Your this is your area of the field, and you give it that way. We can cover the whole field. Yep. That the guy at the back can't be looking mm-hmm. at the quarterback. He needs to be looking at other. Okay, I get it. I get that not everybody was looking at that, but when. A human being's head gets turned about sure. 120 degrees yeah. in the yeah. wrong direction. Yep. Pretty safe to assume that that happened with a face mask. And Pretty if, safe the, to and, assume and if the defender has a hand towards the face area. <laughs> I'm just putting the pieces together. I'm not, listen, I'm not a lawyer here, okay? I'm not here. I'm, this isn't a criminal case, but I'm just saying there's enough stacking up against the defense there. I Okay. I just you could almost feel Matthew Stafford as he's getting his neck snapped. Sure. Screaming at the referee like, hey, throw, throw the, the flag. damn flag. Throw the, and you could almost feel him stop the play and go to the ground because he knew he had 15 yards and a first mm-hmm. down and keep it moving. And then when they don't throw the flag, he looks at him like you've got to be if the court, especially a guy like Stafford, who's not terribly demonstrative like that. Sure. Screaming. And that's yelling. a good point. Yep. If Sean McVay is screaming at the top of his lungs, that's a face mask. Pretty certain that that's a face. I, for the it, life of me, I don't know why that's reviewable. I get it. Maybe you're screened one in a million. You can't see it. Let's take it ah, up. Yeah, clearly he tried to break his neck. 15 yards. Let's keep it moving. We can see a micro fraction of the ball graze a blade of grass and we're going to call it an incomplete. But Stafford gets his head, you know, uh, shake it off. Yeah, shake it off, buddy. Keep it shake moving. it off. <laughs> uh, okay, I got I got a quick question for you. If you're every other team in the league yesterday that is worthy of being in the conversation of competing for a Super Bowl, and I know there's a lot because anything can happen once you get in the playoffs, and I think 39 teams are still in contention in the <laughs> NFC to grab the you know the wild card. Sure. But but with that being said. Um, what do you think yesterday's win did around the league? Do you think it did something? Like, I'm, yes. I'm curious if, okay, hey, if there's – it's almost the equivalent, and maybe this isn't the best example, but let's just say Lakers in a week when they play the Phoenix Suns, and then after that they got Brooklyn on Christmas. Let's just say Lakers beat the Suns, beat the Nets. It, it would kind of send a message around the NBA like, all right, well, okay, I guess these guys are – they're going to be in the mix I think, is that... perfect, I think it's a perfect example. I think mm. I'd love because that's exactly what happened last night. It's a, oh, crap, they figured it out. 
<laughs> oh God! I, you know, I, I was hoping that wouldn't happen, but all of a sudden, it's like I think so too. I think that's that, that's <laughs> yeah. why. I, yeah, go ahead. It, like I'm sure you've done this too when you're playing against a little brother or something. You're doing like okay, he can't dribble to his left, so you just stand on his right, and you know yeah. that there's. And then all of a sudden, you play starts going to his right. He can go to his left now. Okay, I gotta now. Now I actually got to do this. There isn't a hack to just end this thing, mm. and that's what it kind of felt like with the Rams that. Beckham was firing on all cylinders. Cup looked great. Van Jefferson hits a bomb. They go in with the jumbo package. They're running the ball. Aaron Donald is playing Hall of Fame level that Sean McVay realized, you know what, running the ball actually helps us pass the ball, that the light went off for these guys. If I'm Dallas and Tampa and Green Bay and Arizona and San Francisco, whoever it might be, it's like, uh, yeah, it looks like they figured something out. This is going to be much more difficult than maybe we thought. I love what Stafford said after the game. Basically, like, all right, cool. This was awesome. Great moment. But what does it mean unless we start, you know, continuing to kind of string together some wins? So they got Seattle this weekend. If there's one team, is there a team if you're – I think I know the answer to this, but I have I have a curiosity. If, if there's one team you don't want to face if you're the Rams, if there's one team that you would like to avoid in the postseason, who would it be, Trev? I'll tell you who it is next. Plus, we got a little Laker trade conversation that's already starting up a little bit. That's coming up. It's Travis Insley, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Still a bunch of great prizes available. Our winner on the Travis and Slee Show today is Steve Korchoff. Atta baby, Steve. Hollywood. Steve, congratulations. How are you feeling today? Finally, finally got through. I've been calling yes. nonstop. Um, yes. Hey, uh, hey, look, I, I'd like to ask Lee something. I'd like <laughs> yes, to ask go Lee ahead. which 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 one of these has Laker ticket. That's what I want to ask Lee because <laughs> yeah, he can tell me that. Like that. <laughs> Steve, it listen. It doesn't work like that. Steve, listen, there's yeah. a, a backdoor channel. I'm going to give you my cell phone. <laughs> Text me. Let's talk on the side here. Perfect. We're going to get this thing figured out, all right? That's fantastic. Exactly. Right, yeah, look, I'm I'm dying to go to a game, especially that game. Um, listen, all right, I'm going to I'm going to pick I'm going to go with you guys. I'm going to go I'm going to I'm going to go with Travis and Sliwa because I I have faith that you guys are going to do me right here. Right on, Steve. Let's a lot of pressure, Steve. A lot of pressure here. The 710 ESPN 12 Days of Christmas. The Travis and Sliwa box. 
Congratulations. You win four sweet passes to the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. The Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl presented by Stiefel. Features the Oregon State Beavers versus the Mountain West champions Utah State Saturday, December 18th at SoFi Stadium. Tickets start at just $32 and are available now. Get them at LABowlGame.com. Well, Steve, you're going to have to hit up Sliwa on the back channel. But the good news is you get to go to SoFi. You get to see the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. You get to go in a suite at SoFi and see a fantastic college football bowl game. Congratulations to you. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it, man. Steve, you got it. All right, I think Emily's uh, already got his info. But, hey, look, somebody's going to win those those Laker tickets. I, I'm i not opposed to a Jimmy Kimmel Bowl afternoon, right? Let's go watch that game. It's on ABC You've got all of these different things going on, so congratulations to Steve. And I saw, you know, firsthand, I saw Utah State a couple weeks ago. Yeah, um, you did. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, – they're, they're not a bad team. I think they could actually – they could go up against Georgia tomorrow and put up a fight. It's just based upon what I saw in the half of half of a game that I was there. Okay, so Santa Slee is coming down your chimney. The 710 ESPN 12 Days of Christmas. Just keep listening for Santa Slee to come down your chimney. Santa Slee is coming to Steve going with an alive ask Slee at 12:30 on a Tuesday is made my day. I've You've had 3 by the way. Forward. I just want you to know this is illegal. This is illegal. Three Ashleys today. <laughs> hey, look, we're just going to slowly keep adding it until not only are we doing it five days a week, but basically the show is just going to be Ask Sleeves. This is the equivalent of buying fireworks on 4th of July. This is illegal what you are doing. <laughs> ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. More days, uh, 710 Santa Slee coming up. So uh, if you got a, didn't win today, like Steve said, he's been calling and calling and calling. He finally broke through and won. So keep listening to your chances later today. Mason in Ireland, of course, Sedano and Cap. And then we got you covered again tomorrow as well. All right. So you asked the question, Al. Yep. Who gives me the most concern in the NFC going into the playoffs? Green Bay is the obvious answer, right, because of the weather. Then Right now they're sitting at the number one seed. And if things broke according to seed, right? Let's say the Rams are the five. They yep. beat the four. They'd have to go to Green Bay to play that first game. Green Bay would be coming off of a bye. They'd be healthy. It'd be, you know, a billion degrees below zero, et cetera, et cetera. That's the obvious answer, but I don't think it's the right one. I think it's Tampa. For, and I know that the Rams beat Tampa earlier in the year. I know that the Rams looked like the better team in week three there. It's Tom Brady, man. I don't, I don't need to mess with that guy. As good as Aaron Rodgers is. As good as he is, he's only been to the Super Bowl once, right? And I don't mean that's not a a nothing accomplishment, and he's the reigning MVP. He's a fantastic player. But they lose playoff games a lot. Tom Brady doesn't. He's been to the Super Bowl 10 times in 20 years. I don't know how the answer is anybody other than Tom Brady in the box. So this is the other part of this. You don't think people have been talking about, well, remember when the Rams beat Tampa in week three? Remember how they demolished them at SoFi sure. Stadium? That's the best win that they've had. You don't think that that team, they they want another shot at the Rams. Let's put it that way. They want another shot. I, I agree with you that if, if you could, listen, at the end of the day, if you start playing the I want to dodge this and I want to dodge that, then you probably shouldn't be in the postseason anyways. And the Rams, hopefully for themselves, for their own ego, their own confidence, walking into Arizona yesterday, team with the best record in the NFL, really controlling the game. I don't think that score was indicative of how much the Rams controlled that game. Maybe that's going to give them that confidence. We could go anywhere at any time. But 
you know, you mentioned something. This is there's a different um, there's different uh, there's a different class. Kyler Murray's a fantastic young football player. He's got yeah. no experience. He doesn't have. There's no. There's no ex- real experience postseason. Aaron Rodgers. Um, w- what do you want from – he's as good as it gets from the quarterback position. Yep. Uh, but there's a one Tom Brady. There's one who's that Tom Brady. Now, does that mean that if the Rams went to Green Bay, they can go win, uh, go beat the Packers? No, it doesn't, and they could easily lose that game. But I think there is something about you want this dude, that team, that many veterans, and, oh, by the way, you blew them out earlier this year. They're waiting for you to come. I agree with you that Tampa would be the – that's the team if you could find a way to avoid it, uh, avoid them, then – you avoid them, but I don't think you're going to have that option. Their season this year is remarkably similar to the way it was last year, where they got off to a good start, but nothing yeah. out of the you know nothing out of this world. It was just it was okay. They and know it was a couple of games, mm-hmm. but now that we're in December, it's starting to climb. It's starting to peak. They're getting better and better. You saw what he did against Buffalo. It's like that you know his defense kind of let him down. It's like yeah, let's go out here and throw a 55 yard touchdown pass in overtime. Let's keep it. I don't want any part of that guy. Somebody else beat him. Somebody else find a way to take him out. I'll say it again. He's been in the league 20 years, which is in and of itself just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. He's been to the Super Bowl 10 times. He's won seven of those 10 trips to the Super Bowl. Two of the trips that he did not win were on literally miracle miracle plays. You do not have to squint at all. For him to be nine and one in the Super Bowl, nine and, Super Bowl championships, and I mean just to play it off the other side, obviously he had some stuff break his way as sure. well, but that's sure. it, it, it. Eventually evens itself out. Um, but the 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 Tom Brady piece of this, and and if you're the Rams, hey, you know what? You're supposed to be coming into the season. You're the biggest and the baddest. You're supposed to be the team that everybody should be worried about playing. And uh, at, at this point, they gave themselves at least a chance to be in that conversation. Go close out the rest of the season, see what they can do. Look, you got to beat those teams. You're, of course, you play Jacksonville, Houston in the playoffs. No. You got to beat Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and Russell Wilson and you know the Cowboys and whoever else. You know, Drew Brees, I know he's gone, but the Saints went through Drew Brees all those years. It's that's who you got to beat. You don't get to beat the bad teams. All right, uh, THT on the block, Al. You, you, I mean, I, I don't know if he's on the block. I don't know yeah. if they're going to make a move. I don't know if it's a coach, but there is a whole bunch of smoke, right? There was Frank Vogel smoke. There's THT smoke. There's AD smoke. There's Russell Westbrook smoke. At some point, one of these things turns into a fire, and they do something, right? Well, I, I think the you know the biggest thing to take away over these last couple of days, Sham Sharania had a report, I think it was yesterday, we, we spent a little time on this, that Ben Simmons, hey, here's the latest on Ben Simmons. There's X amount of teams that have interest in Ben Simmons. Lakers were on that list, okay? Now, how would the Lakers go out and get Ben Simmons? Well, the only way to do it is if Westbrook is a part of a trade. You're not trading Anthony Davis. LeBron's not going anywhere. You don't have enough small contracts with THC and Kendrick Nunn and some of these other players to go make a deal. We'll see if anything happens. Do I think Ben Simmons is going to go be a Laker? No, I don't. But uh, like you said, a little bit of smoke there. The Talon Horn Tucker piece of this, I think, is always interesting because a couple things happened this offseason. They offered him the money that it felt like it was either THT or was Alex Caruso. They made the decision, let's go, let's keep THT. His upside's going to be higher. He's only 20 years old. Now he's 21. Um, the, the problem with that is when you're a championship, when you're supposed to be a championship team and you're trying to win today, you need that 20-year-old or whoever's getting that money to compete right away and kind of be there. You can't wait for him. So I, I think just on the tail and horn Tucker piece of this, 
we'll see what happens. Well, you think you think things are going to stop if Lakers are trying to go all in? All of a sudden, no, it's going to stop at not. THT. It's not going to stop there. Uh, of course not. I want to go back to something you're talking about with Caruso and THT. Yep. Because I, I've said this before, and this is why I give the Dodgers as much credit as I do. The very the, the biggest challenge as a sports executive is I need to compete for a championship and simultaneously be ready for the future. It's almost impossible to do, right? You to, to have a team that's good enough to win this season, but also be good enough to win the season after that and the season after that, and even more so five years down the road. Make sure that my payroll is structured a certain way. Make sure that my prospect line is stacked. It's really challenging to do. That's what the Lakers tried to do with THT instead of Caruso, and now they're in neither spot. They sacrificed the here and now because Alex Caruso was an important part of what they were doing for a championship piece. They needed him now, and in an attempt to be better for the future with THT, they're not. Now now he's the next one. Kyle Kuzma retweeted something about THT being on the block. He goes, oh, here we go again. This is what they do. They kick that can down the road a little bit further. You're never really playing for the future as the Lakers. I mean, Anthony Davis is their future, I guess, but they need to play for the now, and they went for that long-term foot in both camp, and they got neither. And I'm, listen, let me tell you something. I'm not against what they've done. I'm not. You know, if they don't go all in, um, they don't win a championship. They don't They don't grab Anthony Davis. Uh, they don't – They don't. remember when the Lakers made the trade for AD and it was Ingram and Lonzo and this and that. Lonzo left the Pelicans, and they didn't get any compensation for him. Um the Pelicans have one of the worst records in the NBA. You tell me when they're going to dig out of the mess that they're in. They're having issues now with Zion Williamson because of his weight and everything else. I'm listen. Certain franchises get have the ability to go all in and increase their chances of winning and and slow down the process of rebuilding. Go for it. But it also goes to a different level when you have LeBron. You know, it, it's they are trying to as best as they can, utilize every single ounce they can out of LBJ. And LBJ wants to utilize every single ounce he can out of LeBron James. So I think it could be an interesting couple of weeks, a month or so for the Lakers. The one other thing to point out about Taylor Horn Tucker, um, health and safety protocols, he's not playing tomorrow against the Dallas Mavericks. So we'll see if, uh, if there's any other updates on that as well. The dump is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. We got to start right here. This is fantastic. J.R. Smith, former NBA player, J.R. Smith, uh, collegiate athlete, J.R. Smith, he's right. a member of the golf team at North Carolina A&T. How about this, Al? 4.0 on his report card his first semester at college. That is fantastic. Pretty damn impressive. I cannot relate. Uh, I think it's really cool. I mean, the whole the whole story around J.R. Smith is pretty cool. Um, you know, his career, again, a chance – what was it, 2016, when he wins a championship with LeBron? Um, the opportunity comes, plays with the Lakers for a brief second there. And then when his career is over, uh, goes back to school. I, I love it. I, I think the story is really cool, and you could see how, how proud he was and how happy Absolutely. he was for that accomplishment. Why wouldn't you be? That is that is just fantastic. Does anyone really believe he has a 4.0? Okay, all right, all right. Slow, slow down here. Slow down here. How dare you throw shade at uh, the the faculty at North Carolina A&T and J.R. Smith. Las Vegas is going to host the Super Bowl in 2024, and of course it is. Why, why, why not? The, the Super Bowl, Al, should be in five cities. I've been to most of these Super Bowl cities yep. over and over and over again, and there are really five. There's Miami, yep. number one. Riverside. On <laughs> Miami, number one on the list. 
New Orleans a close second. Let's do it in Los Angeles. Let's do it in Las Vegas, and let's just keep it moving. The rest of it, you can have You can have your Detroits and your Tampas and your Phoenixes. Those four spots, let's roll. Yeah, and I think the one in Vegas, I mean, this is how it works, right? You go build a 2 to $5 billion stadium, here is your Super Bowl. That's how it works in the NFL, and obviously they are rewarding uh, the, the Raiders for doing that. All right, so you got Super Bowl tickets, and you can mm-hmm. either go do it in South Beach and everything that comes along with that, or you can go do it in Las Vegas and everything that comes along with that, but you can only go to one. Which one are you picking? Oh, that's kind of funny. I don't even hesitate on this one. Riverside. Um <laughs> I think that's Irwindale. I think the Raiders are going to move back to Irwindale and fill in that hole in the ground. I'm going to Miami. I would do it in Miami. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I would do it in Miami. Vegas, you know, we've been there enough. Uh, this, yeah, Walk down the strip, you're hammered. We get it. We understand. Have you, have you gotten your uh, Christmas tree up yet? No. Okay. When you do, you need yeah. to check carefully. Because Is it too late? <laughs> no. There's never such thing as too late. You can do it on Christmas Eve. Just get it up. You'll be fine. Okay. Uh, but when you do it, Double check because a venomous snake was found in a family's Christmas tree. I don't in need South to know Africa. that. I don't need so to know just that. Give it a shake before you bring it in the house. Just give it a little shake, and so you don't have a. I don't know a. What's a venomous rattlesnake or a viper or what? I don't know what poisonous snakes are, but just be careful. Yeah, I found a boa constrictor, just uh, in the tree. <laughs> no, snakes are pretty gross. I'm like, like not super freaked out by them, but I don't need them. I certainly do. You don't remember, need do you remember in in uh, what was it like middle school? I think it was in middle school where they would feed the snake. Like they would give you the option if you want to see the. I, I think it was a class. Like I can't remember yeah. what no, the no, details right. were. Right? You got to bring the snake home on the weekend in the little terrarium or whatever. No, yeah, but but I remember when they would be like, "Hey, we're going to feed the snake. Let's show everybody." And I I I remember going to it. And I remember walking away. I'm like, that is the worst thing that I've ever upsetting. seen in my life. Why would anybody allow the doors to be open for this feeding? <laughs> well, do you want to watch a mouse die? Because that's basically what you're saying. You're throwing that mouse in the cage, and the constrictor's going to get it and squeeze it, and then eventually. It's literally the worst thing. I've never seen anything worse. It's a bad deal. Uh, Kim Kardashian passed the uh, first round of the bar exam. You in need of a lawyer, Al, because uh, Kim K may be able to hook you up. I'm in. I, you don't have to sell me anymore. I'm in. Um, I hope she. Uh, I'm going to sue you, and when I do, I'm going to reach out to her. I'm going to ask for her to represent me. <laughs> I don't like how aggressively you said you're going. I'm going to sue you. Like it was very, very aggressive. Like I've had it planned. Like I've yeah. had it planned. Like, like you've already got a whole. It's already in the works. I have a whole file on you. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what I did, but you've already hired a, a lawyer, getting ready for deposition. You just see your wife. You're like, this is not good. This yeah. is not good. You don't Sleep even know what happened for me. It's absolutely gonna happen. Mason in Ireland is next. It's Travis Lee. We'll see you tomorrow at ten o'clock. Don't be late.